you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Coming up on today's NFL Fantasy Live, we've got football. we got football. Let's take a look at week one of the preseason handout grades. Pass, fail only. No gentleman sees here. But most importantly, how it affects your draft. A quarterback controversy of epic proportions that could break Twitter. The league's top producing wide receiver may not lace them up in 2014. Plus, Big Ben and the Steelers look to bounce back to Super Bowl form. We'll kick off our first installment of Fantasy Two-A-Days in the AFC North. A handful of fantasy stars saw their season end on the IR in 2013. Some primed to bounce back. Others need to be avoided. That and a whole lot more as NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the most watched, top of the pops, official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Matt Money Smith here alongside the people's champ, Adam Rank, Shinobi, Akbar, Abaja, B. Amila, and our Hall of Famer, Michael Fabian. Remember, it is never too early to sign up for the 2014 fantasy football season. Leagues now forming at NFL.com slash fantasy. So, Sign up and get going. You don't know what Shinobi is? No, I don't know. Really? Shinobi. Sega Genesis. Ninja game. Shinobi. Oh, oh, a long time ago. That's a long time ago. It is a long time ago. I'm an old man, Akbar. My references are going to be old and dated. Have you guys drafted in any leagues yet, by the way? One, and it was back in May for a magazine because I had to go to print. I don't even remember who I drafted. Yeah, I, tr- I dropped out of the league that my buddy wanted me to draft last week. I said, no, I'm out of it. Yeah, so, I saw you go on that uh, Twitter soliloquy there about yeah. how it's too early, don't be drafting yeah, yet. Yeah, come on, wait. This is the break. But you want to draft right now because then there's the intrigue if your guy goes down in camp or if there's a position battle or something yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. It adds something. I see what you're going I haven't done one, though. I'll have to find out what those kids are playing on the apps these days with the ninjas. <laughs> you know, I'll use that. Time for our headlines. 
Johnny Manziel made his much-anticipated preseason debut Saturday afternoon at Ford Field. Coming off the bench, went 7 of 11 for 63 yards, another 27 yards on the ground with his legs. And our own NFL media's Dan Helley reported Manziel will get the start in the Browns' second preseason game next Monday night against the Redskins. So, Fabs, get us started. Johnny Climbing up your draft board? I want to see more, but I like the fact that they had some design runs for him, and I love that he can run with the football. He's kind of like the Forrest Gump of the National Football League. He's going to run, run, and run some more, and that's very valuable from a fantasy perspective for a quarterback. And, and I wouldn't get too excited about Johnny Manziel running. I mean, yes, he shows some athleticism, but I've seen Tom Brady and Peyton Manning do some running. For me, with Johnny Manziel, he's not draftable unless Josh Gordon returned. He's going to, of course, increase his value. But, again, I'm staying away from Johnny Manziel. He's all hype. Too late, Akbar. I've been waiting three years for this guy to get into the NFL. Of course, I'm drafting him. I've got him as my number 18 quarterback right now, so I'm excited. All right. He's going to be the starter. To our next headline, and that is Bears starting tight end Martellus Bennett returned to team headquarters on Sunday, told reporters, quote, good to be back, and quote, Bennett suspended by the team after slamming first-round cornerback Kyle Fuller. You see it right here to the ground during practice. I'm a man. Any concerns over Martellus Bennett, his behavior on the practice field, his locker room issues with teammates? Uh, Akbar, is he on your do not draft list? Bad character guy. No, no, no. He's not a bad character guy. This happens during training camp. You'll see a lot of fights. That, you know, emotions are high. Testosterone's running at an all-time high. He's physical. You want to see that type of physical nature out of your tight end. Of course, he you know, threw down a first-rounder, so that probably upset the guys in the locker room. But no worries. Martellus Bennett is a guy that you can look for towards the end of uh, your draft. But he's still one of those guys that hasn't really lived up to expectations over the last couple of years because we've had high hopes for him, and it hasn't, there hasn't been a breakthrough just yet. Fabs, Martellus Bennett. Where's he fit? Mid-tier, tier four, tier three, <laughs> tier two, <laughs> tier nine. Uh, tier two. Draft him late. He is more of a low-end, tight-end one or a high-end two. I mean, last year, career high is almost across yeah. the board. Just seemed like they came in like one or two games. and you But don't all get tight ends, for the most part, are so way. inconsistent. Let's go to uh, New York. After initially dismissing the idea of using backup quarterback Michael Vick as a change of pace option for the Jets' offense, head coach Rex Ryan is changing his tune, saying he'd now consider using Vick in wildcat formations. What if any fantasy value do the Jets quarterback have as of now, Rank? I'm not looking at either one of these quarterbacks as a fantasy option. Geno Smith has a little bit of intrigue because he is just coming into his second season, but these are guys to avoid. There's too much depth at the quarterback position to even worry about either one of these guys. Well, I'm just going to wait for this whole thing to play out. I don't really believe a preseason declaration by any coach. I believe Michael Vick is still very much in the running for this position and could be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. Fabs, you have to take one player on the Jets. You have to. Has to be on the roster. To. You have to. And the defense is included. So okay. you can either take the Jets or any player on the offense. Who are you drafting? Chris Johnson as my flex starter in a PPR league. Ooh. You have to you take two players on the Jets. I'm going to see what you can do. All right, that is going to uh, wrap up our headlines. We mentioned Martellus Bennett there a moment ago, so let's get to some preseason action here. It is Eagles, Bears, Brandon Marshall, Bears, high-flying offense, Nick Foles, and the Eagles' fast-paced offense should be a point explosion. Well, third and long here, Eagles' first possession. Foles, nowhere to go, so he throws it to... Bears safety, Ryan. Bundy. Only man in the area. Not a great start for Foles. Bears defense looking to bounce back from a miserable season last year. So, Bears turn to get something going on their first try. 
at offense. We've seen this one before. Jay Cutler all kinds of times. Brandon Marshall with the one-handed catch. Finished with five catches for 30 yards in limited action. Now same drive. Let's get down into that red zone. Cutler, no Martellus Bennett, so instead he finds tight end Zach Miller. That's right, tiptoes in for the 10-yard touchdown. Cutler finishes with seven points after 85 yards passing and that score. Nice adjustment by Zach Miller. Well, Martellus Bennett, better look out. Miller uh, showing great awareness in the end zone there. All right, here we go. End of the first quarter, Eagles trying to answer. Chip Kelly unveils new weapon Darren Sproles' nine-yard run, the best of his three carries on the day. And now later in the drive, Foles goes to the air again, and this time connects with... Oh, no. Oh, There's quarterback. McManus. All of last year. Two, Two interceptions. Foles cuts his losses, calls it a night. Cutler happy as a clam after his first warm-up to the 2014 season. Bears take the win. 34 to 28. Fabs, I come to you for fantasy analysis. Well, Foles throws two interceptions, and that probably opens some eyes, but I think you have to temper your expectations. This guy's not going to throw two interceptions for the entire course of the 2014 season. So there could be a little bit of drop-off in terms of his consistency. But if you look at the games that he started in the NFL, he's averaging right around 18 fantasy points a game. He's a quarterback I'm not drafting until probably the eighth or ninth round. Now, you also saw a little bit Darren Sproles. Well, he can catch 60 or 70 balls he in this be, offense he, he, yeah. uh, under Chip Kelly. I don't think he's going to put a dent into LaShawn McCoy's touches at all. But Sproles could be dangerous. And another player from Phil. Philadelphia to watch. Zach Ertz, four catches, 60 yards, breakout tight end potential. All right. That's Sproles. Let's get to uh, our next preseason game, Steelers v. Giants. Big Ben and the Steelers suiting up for the first time in the preseason. Rashad Jennings looking to connect with the offense this time around at home. Our first Steelers possession here. Ben Roethlisberger finds rookie running back Dree Archer. He's pretty fast. Makes the Giants defenders miss left and right, up and down. It is a 46-yard gain. Archer also took snaps in the backfield. Would have finished with an impressive 50 reception yards on the day. And that would be the 46 of them right there. Giants in their own territory early in the first big offseason edition. Running back Rashad Jennings, 73 yards untouched. Monster start with the new offense. That is a solid 14 and a half points come regular season. Just that one run. Now we get to the second quarter. Giants bring in the second screen and rookie running back. Could be the most impressive rookie this preseason so far. Andre Williams down the right sideline. Delivers that punch at the end of the run. Solid outing. He wears that 4-4 nicely. He's good. Seven carries. 35 yards. Six minutes left in the second. Steelers now driving. Bruce Gradkowski, wide receiver, Marcus Wheaton. You go, you beaver, you go. 28-yard pass and catch. Could Wheaton step up in light of Manny Sanders' departure? Wheaton, an active part of the offense on that night. Eli and the Giants beat the Steelers. So let's get to uh, Steelers v. Giants. Well, you know, for me, when watching that game, I couldn't help but to just look at the running game for the New York Giants. And, in fact, looking at Rashad Jennings, I worked out with him during the offseason, so I can say I wasn't that surprised to see him pull out 80-something yards with the big 73-yard run. He could be a very good flex option for, for, your, uh, for your lineup. And for those uh, just quickly that are all excited about Brandon Cooks, remember that was Marcus Wheaton's role two years ago right. in that uh, Beaver offense, and he is faster than Brandon Cooks, probably one of the fastest guys in the NFL. All right, to the Saints versus the Rams. 
Drew Brees pacing the sidelines, inactive due to that oblique injury. Tavon Austin hoping to have a bigger impact on the Rams offense. Let's start with the Saints. Second and seven here, Mark Ingram takes the handoff to the left side. Burst past midfield for 19 yards. Ingram showing off his speed in a battle for the starting running back spot against Pierre. Good. Thomas looks really good. Saints just outside the red zone here, looking to take the lead. First and 10, Ingram again hits that hole right away. 22-yard touchdown. They play this game in Tuscaloosa. Saints up 16-14. to Ingram, eight rushes, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Second half now, Saints with possession. QB Ryan Griffin finds 5'10 wide receiver. We just mentioned him, Brandon Cooks, on a crossing route. Cooks hauls in the pass for a gain of 25 yards and a first down. Two plays later now, second and 14. Cooks, again, quick move inside. Oh, watch oh, Watch this. Rams <laughs> DJ Gaines searching for his ankles. Never not win more games. Five catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown for Cooks. Rams turn now, first and 10. We get to the fourth quarter. Handoff goes to rookie back. Rookie running back, I should say, Trey Mason. There's the big hole on the right side. Runs for 20 yards. Mason, 15 rushes for 51 yards. And here's a closer look. You see the patience. Somebody see lost the their shoe trying to mess with Trey Mason. Look at that. Allows Just the play to right there. develop. And uh, here we go, Greg Zerline, 59-yard game-winning field goal. Legatron, Kick goes wide. Zerline looks for a place to hide because nobody wants to lose a preseason game by missing a 59-yard field goal rank. You got to look at Mark Ingram. That was a huge performance by him. You look at the Saints running back position. Over the last couple of years, we haven't been able to really lock into one guy. Darren Sproles is in there. Pierre Thomas gets in there. But Mark Ingram came out and looked very impressive. So if you're looking for a running back that you need, Mark Ingram looks like the guy. And, of course, Brandon Cooks, another guy that you mentioned, looks really good. I don't understand how Oregon State does not win more football games, but he looks great. And a lot of times you don't want to trust rookie receivers. They're very, it's a very delicate balance there. But – Brandon Cooks and that offense, I like him a lot. Now, there's a reason why they traded Darren Sproles, and Brandon Cooks is certainly going to fill some of that void. Here you go, your scores from week one of the preseason. The games don't count, but the scores still interesting. And, uh, of course, preseason week two coming up. We'll get to what we're looking for a little bit later in the show. And uh, here the rest of our preseason scores. Blake Bortles looked pretty good. You know, plan is to ride. The plan is to sit oh, yeah. in for a while and let Chad Henney get the start, but we'll see whether or not he can snatch that away. Uh, how about uh, Akbar? You start with us. Uh, start us off with our your most impressed. Well, for me, I have to go back to that Chicago Bears game. I, I love Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, to me, if he stays healthy, could be a, a top-tier quarterback. You know, when you look at the quarterback situations out there, you know, sometimes you can get a little iffy sometimes, depending on who you are as a fantasy owner. But Jay Cutler's got the weapons. He's got the running game to support that. And he's in year two of Mark Tressman's offense. And that only means that he's going to have that confidence. So that offensive line protects Jay Cutler. And he could do this all season long. This guy can throw a strawberry through a battleship. His arm looks strong in this first game of the preseason. Strawberry through a battleship. Yeah, that's a strong arm. <laughs> that is a strong arm. <laughs> Least impressed. Bye. You know what, Trent Richardson. I, I watched Trent Richardson closely. I wanted Trent Richardson to do something different for me. I was looking at Trent Richardson going, I think he's got it. I think he's just a little confused because they brought him over. And, you know, to digest a playbook that soon is hard. But I started dancing before he hits the hole. I want to see Trent Richardson hit the hole and go in hard and stop dancing, trying to find and pick a hole. And for a running back, if you can't be decisive, that run defense will stop you. Trent Richardson I was very, very unimpressed. It was, it, it just, it wasn't good. Yeah, and remember, the Colts just lost, I think, two more of their offensive right. linemen, and that was already a brutal offensive line to begin with. Let's get to our injury 
report here and we start with Broncos second year running back Monte Ball reportedly lost five pounds since undergoing appendectomy surgery last Monday according to the Denver Post Ball returned to Broncos practice on Saturday as a spectator but no plans to rush him back for the preseason Denver head coach John Fox told reporters quote we will play it by ear we saw him play plenty a year ago and we saw him plenty this offseason end quote so any concerns when it comes to drafting Monte Ball midway through that first round not because of the appendectomy. I think he's going to be fine in time for week one. And honestly, Ronnie Hillman's right now uh, the number two guy. And then you've got C.J. Anderson, who's not been impressive. So this is Monte Ball's job. And as long as there's no setbacks, I wouldn't have any problem drafting him. Anyone way, else? Too, way too early for Way me. too early. Second round? Third round? I mean, he's not fourth round. He's not going to last. <laughs> Seventh he round. Won't be there. He won't to, be there. Uh, Saints quarterback Drew Brees. He missed the team's opening preseason game against the Rams with a strained right oblique muscle. The injury isn't considered serious, and Brees could return to Saints practices early as this week. So, uh, when it comes to Drew Brees, I, I guess the question is. How high do you draft him? Are you concerned at all about an oblique? I'm guessing, no, Drew Brees is it's as automatic not, as they yeah. come. It's not a significant injury. It's not like he had the shoulder a few years ago when he was with the Chargers. No worries for me. Well, all right. Just remember, the, the, the oblique, though, I mean, you need that in that torso area to throw that ball. But you, you're right. They, they'll be able to fix the muscle issue. You always draft him in the second round. I always do. <laughs> and I'll probably do it again this season. <laughs> On to the Falcons. Speaking of somebody who likes drafting somebody, rank Steven Jackson. <laughs> indefinitely with a hamstring injury. Head coach Mike Smith been vague on the severity of the injury, saying only that he expects Steven Jackson to be ready for the Falcons season opener. So I'll go to you, Rank. <laughs> Mr. Oregon State Beaver, I love Steven I said, Jackson. Do you trust him? I said last year he would be the fantasy MVP, and he was good in week 15. <laughs> yeah. He didn't play any other games, but he was but, fine in week 15. That's good. But now the guy I really like this year, Devonta Freeman. You look at him yeah. in that game, 107 all-purpose yards. Pretty good at Florida State, too, and Sal, I'm looking at him to be the number one guy, and I've actually come out and say I expect him to have at least 200 touches this season. If he doesn't, I'm going to go to Kmart. I'm going to buy some of those neon John Cena tennis shoes. (laughs) and wear them on the set. So I like this guy. Look so, at the burst right where does, there. Where does Quiz Rogers, I mean, we're talking Oregon State Beavers you know, all day, all night here. Where does Quiz Rogers fit into this? Because he's been productive. Well, he's uh, been productive, but he doesn't fit into me. Yeah, Jaquiz Rogers, I think those guys will be sharing a lot of that load if Steven Jackson is Freeman healthy. is a player to watch. He was third on the depth chart in that first game, but I would not be surprised to see him start moving up quick. So... Rank wants nothing to do with Monte Ball. Do you want anything to do with Steven Jackson? Uh, can I get him as my RB4? Then maybe I take a chance on him. That's <laughs> it. Deeply. That's it. That is a euphemized no. no. When NFL <laughs> Fantasy Live returns, we start our fantasy training camp tour in the AFC North. Take a closer look at both the Browns and Steelers rosters. And later, they're proven commodities in the world of fantasy. But should you be worried about lingering injuries from last season carrying over to 2014? We'll discuss next. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Well, some big names coming off injury either at the end of the 2013 season or this offseason. So time to play a little game here with our Fantasy Live expert slash analysts. It's called Worried or Not Worried. Tony Romo, the first name on that list. So Fabs Worried not worried, Tony Romo. I'm not worried because Tony Romo's not going to cost me a prominent draft pick. His ADP on NFL.com right now is round 10 
At that point, he's either my low-end QB1 or maybe even a high-end QB2. There's no risk involved in drafting him at that point. Well, for me, I'm not worried at all when it comes to Tony Romo. I, I believe in Tony Romo's toughness. He's a tough guy. I believe that he, you could get him somewhere around the, the eighth round. That's where I'd be drafting him if I were to draft him. And he could be a quality starter for you this not, season. You said you weren't worried. I'm worried because he's got a back injury. And you think some of the greats in sports who've had their careers derailed by back injuries. You think of Joe Montana. You think of Mario Lemieux. Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak <laughs> kid. God, back injuries are serious. Yeah, the good news is it's not just one back surgery. It was two back surgeries for Tony Romo. All right, let's move on. Cam Newton stay with the quarterback position. Worried, not worried, underwent that ankle surgery in March. Akbar? No, man. Cam Newton, he's way too young for anybody to be worried about Cam Newton. I'm not worried about him at all. It's an ankle surgery. He's fine. He'll get back into action. I'm looking at Cam Newton. Now, I, I will tell you, if I'm worried about anything, I'm worried about his wide receivers. And so that would make me a little suspect on his production. I'd dra- look to draft him somewhere around the sixth And his round. O-line and his running backs. Yeah, and his, yeah. <laughs> How about you? Worried? There's a, there's a lot to worry about, too. Yeah. And, and with the ankle injury, there might be a, a situation where he now just doesn't hand or he hands off the ball a little bit more instead of calling his own number. Running quarterback, Fabs, I'm guessing not worried. Well, because I've drafted him in a few mocks in the 10th round. The 10th round, this guy has been in the top five in fantasy points every single year of his NFL career. So, again, minimizing risk. You're going to hear me say that a lot during the preseason. If I can get him in round eight, round nine, round 10, I'm not worried. All right, eight, round eight, round 10. You guys aren't <laughs> worried about anything. Let's uh, get worried here. Rob Gronkowski, because he is not going in round eight, nine, no. or 10. So, rank worried, not worried. I'm really worried about it. And you look at all the injuries he's had over his career. And plus, if you see him in training camp now, it's like he's got that Barry Bonds arm protector. It looked like he took a trash can, cut it in half, and just set it on it's his like arm. Robocop. Yeah, it's not a good look. You know, for me, uh, when I look at Rob Gronkowski, I-, I like the way he plays. I am worried because he plays the game with no regards for personal safety, and that puts him at risk. You need him to be available for you if you're going to draft Rob Gronkowski. He's a guy that I would draft in the fourth round, but I need him to be there for me, though. His so ADP, I'm worried. His ADP on NFL.com is round three. I'm Ooh. worried at that point. That yeah. is way <laughs> too low for me. I might take a chance on him in the fifth round. At that point, I'm less worried. But how can you not be worried about a guy who's undergone 50 surgeries or whatever it is in the yeah. last One two and a half years? And, and they're all over his body, back, forearm, me. So there, there is definitely cause for concern. Well, a former number one overall pick in many a draft, Arian Foster Fabs, worried, not worried. You've got to be worried because if you draft him, it's going to cost you a late first-round pick or an early second-round pick. His ADP on NFL.com right now is round two. But it's 10.13, which means in a 12-team league, he's going at the end of the first round. You have to be worried. He's got some kind of mysterious injury going on right now, what we all think is a hamstring. And he's had a hamstring injuries in the past, too. So there is definitely a level of concern. And well, no tweets with the MRI either. No, 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 no. He's, he's, he's keeping it on lock. But I'm not worried about Arian Foster because I'm not looking at him as my number one running back. And for guys who are out there who are still in love with Arian Foster and his ability – uh, I'd say he's your RB2, so that's why you're going to look at him in the second round. That's so he's not going to be on your team. I mean, you're, you're not going to be able to draft him. Someone's going to take him in yeah, the late somebody first will take or the high him. second. Yeah, yeah, so somebody, somebody that's will why take he's him. not very good. Hey, you're so selfish, Akbar. You only care about your fantasy team. <laughs> I know. That's How about it, Rank? Worried, not worried. I'm a panicky person, apparently, because I'm worried about him. I will not draft him. I can guarantee you 
I'm not drafting. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver ranks. Certainly, Andrew Luck has been able to throw to whoever, whenever, and put up boffo numbers. But Reggie Wayne, the vet in that offense that seemingly came up with every big touchdown, went through that torn ACL surgery October 25th. So, Akbar, get us started. Worried, not worried about Reggie Wayne? I am not worried about Reggie Wayne. Think back to 1997 when Jerry Rice, the great Jerry Rice, tore his ACL. He was 34 years old, came back the next season at 35, had 1,100 yards, nine touchdowns. That's big-time primetime. Reggie Wayne has the ability to do that because he's got a big-time primetime quarterback in Andrew Luck. So, out there, you're looking to do it for Reggie Wayne. Go out and draft him. Worried, not worried, Rank. You said you're a panicky I'm, person. I'm not worried about yeah, this guy. Yeah, 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 see? Yeah. Somebody, because of that injury, he's going to be able to fall in your drafts and you'll be able to scoop him up later on to be your wide receiver three. You'll be in good shape. Clean sweep, Fabs. Not worried, worried? I'm not worried because you can probably get him as your four. I mean, right now, he's going off of uh, NFL.com drafts in round 11. So that's your fourth wow. wide receiver. Nobody's worried about and a 30-year-old something guy coming off an ACL, man. Nobody worried about a 30-something guy coming off an ACL. Happens all, right. all the time, according to Akbar. Johnny Manziel and Brian Hoyer are battling it out at quarterback, but they aren't the only two vying for a starting role in the Browns' offense. Our Fantasy Two-A-Days Camp Tour kicks off in Cleveland when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Tremendous fans. We need to put a better team on the field for him. Justin Gilbert. Intercepted by Winter. Touchdown. Nate Burleson. Bad take. Cleveland Brown select. Johnny Menzel. Quarterback. Texas A&M. Position battle at quarterback. I've always felt like this is my team. I don't feel any different now. They'll compete. Johnny wins the job fine. If not, Brown will be the quarterback. Well, it is time. We are in camp here at Fantasy Live as well. Two-a-days. This is our schedule. We begin in the AFC North today. Browns and Steelers. Tomorrow, Bengals, Ravens. No particular order. Not signifying the order in which we think they're going to finish. It's not alphabetical. It's just our choice. Here with Fantasy Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano, Matt Money-Smith. Let's get started with the last image you saw. The quarterback position. Brian Hoyer or Johnny Manziel, Fabs? To me, it's a no-brainer. It's Johnny Manziel, and it's because he can run with the football. You and I get into this every year, right? It's been Tim Tebow or Terrell Pryor. Well, I love these running quarterbacks, and Manziel's a guy who, in college, rushed for over 2,000 yards, rushed for 30 touchdowns. Money, those are good numbers for a running back. We're talking about a quarterback. He averaged 15 fantasy points a game at Texas A&M just as a runner. Now, if he comes into the pros, I don't think he's going to average that many points per game, but give me eight or nine. I mean, that's what Tebow did uh, as the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. I think Manziel, if he wins this job, and eventually he will, he could be a QB2 and a matchup-based starter from a fantasy perspective. And one thing to remember is rookie quarterbacks tend to take off a lot more often yes. than veteran quarterbacks that have pocket presence, so you're going to get those rushing numbers. He is one of the most prolific dual-threat quarterbacks we have ever seen in college. He can throw it. You see him here running it. And one thing to remember, people talk about his smaller stature. The guy does not take a clean hit in all the games I watched of him at Texas A&M. He just has this uncanny ability, Floyd Mayweather Jr.-esque, to deflect contact. So I suspect he'll be okay in terms of staying yeah, healthy and durable. Trust this man when you're talking about college football, too. So, so. Uh, let's. Uh, you know, but then where do we draft him? Where What are we talking about? Manziel's going to be a late-round pick. I would say round 12, round 13, somewhere around there when people are starting to draft defenses. Uh, because right now he's not the starter. But in my opinion, eventually he will take on the top 
spot on the depth chart. Okay, well, we saw at the beginning of last season Jordan Cameron come on strong. Brian Hoyer was his quarterback. So how does this quarterback situation play in to where you're going to draft Jordan Cameron and where do you suspect you're going to draft Jordan well, Cameron? You, you've got to think that he's going to be the number one option in that offense depending on what happens with Josh Gordon, right? So the targets are going to be there. Now, North Turner left, and North Turner's kind of the tight end whisperer in the National Football League along with the running back whisperer as well. But I still think, again, that Cameron's probably going to be the first or second most targeted player on his team. Last year, he was the third most targeted tight end in the National Football League. So I like him as a third-tier tight end if you put Jimmy Graham on his own tier at that position. Someone who's going to be drafted, I would say, between round six and round eight in a 10-team league. And Kyle Shanahan, you know, coming over from Washington, talking Fred Davis and Jordan Reed, did use those tight ends a lot. Sure. We see rookies use tight ends a lot. It's just yeah. a comfortable, right there in the middle of the scene throw Security for them. So certainly Jordan Cameron with his athleticism, uh, a, a draftable tight end. Uh, you mentioned Josh Gordon uh, when you talked about you know Jordan Cameron being the number one target for a portion of the season. Here's a look at his offseason. It was not a good one for Josh Gordon. Already in some trouble last year, of course, suspended for the first two games oh, that's not of good. 2013. You see the two speeding violations, the two substance abuse tests that were uh, that were put into question, and then a DWI. So, so let's just say he plays this year. We don't know what suspension is going to be handed down, but let's say, it, worst case scenario, maybe 12 games. So okay. you get the last four games, which means he's available for your playoff run. How does that affect the way you look at Josh Gordon? Can you really hold on to a player for 12 weeks on your roster, especially if you're talking about a 15-player roster like you have on NFL.com's Managed League? So I don't know if you can draft him. If he's going to miss eight games, then maybe take a chance on him somewhere in the late rounds. That is going to be a rough decision, though, because, again, do you really want to have a dead roster spot? for 12 weeks, assuming he's only going to play in four. Just looking back at last year, I think I do. I think <laughs> I do want a dead roster spot. Uh, the question is, if it's not Josh Gordon, who's it going to be? Here are the Browns wide receivers in 2014 and their production in 2013. Not so yeah, not good. You see Andrew Hawkins, Miles Austin, Nate Burleson, all coming over from different teams, the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. So are they draftable? Is anybody in, in that uh, picture there to your liking, Fabs. Late round, Miles Austin, uh, until he you know, pulls his hamstring, sure. which is inevitably going to happen. Andrew Hawkins is interesting to me. He made some plays in Cincinnati, but they didn't really utilize him very much because they're so deep at wide receiver. So that's a player that I would watch during training camp. If Gordon's out, Austin Hawkins are the two guys that I'm watching out for. And also Charles Johnson, who has definitely made some uh, waves during camp as well. Watch out for these guys. All right, we've been talking about players that will likely be drafted seventh round and beyond. Let's get to the top of the draft, and, of course, that means running back. So the debate is Ben Tate or the rookie Terrence West. I'm going with Ben Tate, and I know that he's been injury-prone, and that's why I wouldn't draft him until probably the end of the fifth round, the beginning of the sixth round. Minimize your risk. Take him somewhere uh, in that area as a flex starter. But I will tell you this, Money. Because of Tate's lack of durability in the past, Terrence West is going to be one of the bigger deep sleepers among running backs, especially among rookies. He is someone that needs to be picked in all redrafts. I'm guessing he'll go somewhere between the 10th and 12th round. I'm not going to reach for him too much. But Wilbert Montgomery, the Browns running back coach, has compared him to Brian Westbrook. And that is a that is a comparison that opened my eyes. I would take a chance on him, again, somewhere around the 10th round as a 4th or 5th running back with some upside. Yeah, if there is one thing that also just adds intrigue to drafting this position, it is Kyle Shanahan. I mean, yes. you think about Gary Kubiak in Houston. These are 
One cut and go zone blocking guys that like to run the football. If Johnny Manziel's your quarterback, more apt to run the football, a defensive-minded head coach, they right. want to take care of the football. So running back, something to pay attention to. Now, yep. here you go, Michael. Your uh, Browns fantasy value by round. Mm -hmm. You only see uh, two there in single digits. Jordan Cameron in the eighth, Ben Tate in the sixth. Yeah, Cameron, again, is definitely a number one fantasy tight end, but I typically wait on tight ends, so I wouldn't be drafting him somewhere until that eighth round. Uh, ben Tate, the guy who I would draft first out of this uh, out of this Browns roster, but there's upside here. There is definitely upside with Manziel, with Tate, and with West. No question about it. All right. When Fantasy Live returns, we put the two-a-days as we keep things rolling with the AFC North and take a closer look at Big Ben and the Steelers 2014 Fantasy Outlook. Back right after this. And throws it for the end zone. Antonio Brown. Yes. With the new guys, I, I expect all of them to step up. And that's the expectation I think we all have and I think that they have for, for themselves. What's all this attention with Johnny Manziel in your division? <laughs> you know what, that's, uh, you know, it is what it is. When you get a guy that's high profile like that, it's going to be on, on them. And, and that's fine. We'll just keep sliding right where we are. We've fallen short the last couple of years, and we're trying to buy for the world championship. Anything less is unacceptable. I'm just saying, I don't think Big Ben's comfortable with Warren Sapp up in his face. You know, I mean, that's just that's not a good relationship there. Uh, well, you already heard about Johnny Manziel and those Browns. Our man Michael Fabiano making sense in that two-a-day. It is time now to focus on the Pittsburgh Steelers and whether or not they can return to football Super Bowl form. So how about Big Ben? Is he... Let's say a top 10 fantasy quarterback. You know, he isn't. And the reality is when you think about Big Ben Roethlisberger, you like to associate him with his real playing career and how he's been so clutch. But for Big Ben Roethlisberger, the identity for the Steelers, they've been a running team. They've been a, def a defensive team over the years. And it doesn't give him the opportunity to be that top 10 quarterback. So he's not a top 10. He's a guy that I have ranked 15. But he is a premier and a premium uh, backup quarterback in fantasy football. Yeah, you hope that relationship with Todd Haley is continuing to grow, and maybe if the Steelers' defense is not as good as we expect it to be, the Steelers could get involved in some shootouts that would benefit Ben Roethlisberger's fantasy production. You know, 12th is not 18th either. I mean, he's <laughs> right. just, if you're in a 12-team league, he should be a QB1. And here are his targets this season. You see Antonio Brown there. What a monster season nice. last year, 1,508. And uh, you have Lance Moore come up from the Saints. Darius Hayward Bay from the Colts didn't work out with Andrew Luck. But, uh, Rank, I know you want to focus on that third name down that list, huh? Marcus Wheaton. Marcus Wheaton. We talked about it at the top of the show. He has a lot of speed, and it brings an extra dimension to that offense. Something the Steelers, you, you think of the receivers of the past, you don't really think of this big speed burners. But Marcus Wheaton can do a lot of different things. We saw it up against, when they were going up against the Giants. You see this catch right here. That's all, that's all I needed to see right there. Like, all right, Marcus Wheaton, he's going to be able to get some separation. Nice little move right there. Nice. Hauls it in. And they also ran a running play for him, too. So you look at what Todd Haley, again, what he's going to want to do with him. And you see the play right here. They ran this play for him. They're going to have a lot of uh, different packages yeah. for him. So I like him. He's a number two receiver. He's got Antonio Brown across from him, too which also takes a lot of attention. I like to say he's getting comfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, right. second year, you know, rookie wide receivers, Fab says it all the time, very hard to get production out of rookies, but second year, you see guys that are supremely talented, and Marcus Whedon is that. This could be his breakout season. What about uh, Lance Moore, Akbar? You know, for Lance Moore, he is a guy that's going to be probably more or less a guy that you stash, or maybe in deeper leagues that you can go out there and find Lance Moore, but 
he hasn't really been all that impressive going coming into his ninth season. He had a couple of years, a couple of years ago, where he had a thousand yards. I think back in 2008, he had about 900 something yards. But when you look at him, he was in a, in a big, high-powered offense with Drew Brees. Still wasn't able to be that guy. I think that you know he's a guy that you just kind of look to in the later rounds. He's well, a complimentary. Yes. Yeah. You said uh, the Steelers and one of your reasons for not viewing Big Ben as a top 10 quarterback. Running team, play defense. Yes. So what about this running team? What about Le'Veon Bell? Well, Le'Veon Bell to me is going to be a guy that's really going to stand out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. His running style, it, it says that. I think Todd Haley's going to utilize him a whole bunch. And you can see that he's running with, I mean, he's got the fast leg. He's got that big back mentality. But he also can get out there in the open and do some things. So with, with Le'Veon Bell, he's a guy that I'm looking to get at the bottom of the first or the yeah. second. If he's sitting around the second, he's the first guy I'm dialing up. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is going to get a lot of carries. Yeah, I have him as my number six running back in our rankings. And so first rounder? First rounder, absolutely. At the end of the first round, you'll get you go through the first five and then you're going to go Calvin Johnson, maybe right. Jimmy Graham, somebody like that. And then Le'Veon Bell, 9-10. A lot of wear uh, for Le'Veon Bell in Michigan State under Mark D'Antonio. So concerns about injury. If you had to handcuff him, who are you handcuffing him with? Dre Archer or LeGarrette Blunt? Well, you know, when we were talking about this on Friday, it was LeGarrette Blunt, but Dre Archer obviously had a good game. But LeGarrette Blunt has a pedigree in this league, and he's shown that when he's given the opportunity to run the ball, he can make some things happen. So I don't know if he's going to come out and be the third down back because Todd Haley has come out and said that Le'Veon Bell is going to be the forgive the expression, bell cow of that yep. running attack, but LeGarrette Blunt, <laughs> you don't want for that. <laughs> yeah. But LeGarrette Blunt, yeah, right now, in week two of the preseason, I'm going to go LeGarrette Blunt, but as we see the preseason unfold, I could, I, I, I reserve the right to you know, take LeGarrette, them LeGarrette Blunt also a lot like Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they're both hammers, yeah. you know, whereas they're, Dree they're Archer. Big, they're big body guys. You're going to see him a lot near the goal line area. Dre Archer is going to be a guy that they're going to utilize in multiple, uh, you know, areas, but it's LeGarrette Blunt. What about the uh, Steelers defense? I know we, we love to talk defense here on NFL Fantasy Live. Is, yeah. is this one of the, let's say if you're in a 12-team league, is this one of the top 12 defenses? It's a premium name, but don't draft them. There's, others, there's other options well out said, there. Well yes. said. Well said. And they haven't played like the steel curtains that we, we know for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm staying away from that. They're not draftable. Now, I will say I did like the fact that Jarvis Jones was able to get a sack in this game because he had a horrible first year. Everybody was calling him a bust. And then, you know, they drafted some other guys to bring some youth to this defense. But this defense, they have to prove it to me. Let's, let's, get, to, um, let's get to the uh, fantasy value. Your uh, rankings by round. And this is according to both you, Adam Rank, and Akbar Baja B. Amila. Uh, here we go. So this is kind of your uh, your average. Our average. Le'Veon Bell's a first-rounder. Come on, Akbar. Yeah, Come I, on. I, you know, he's going to be at the top. He's a bottom, depending if you're in a 12-team league. Or, right. you know, he's going to be that guy. He's right there. First, bottom of the first, early second. And Antonio Brown is the name that jumps out at me. People don't equate Antonio Brown with right. A.J. Green, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Marshall, but 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, right. that is elite wide receiver number. Absolutely, and he should be there. I mean, he's going to be a big-time guy. I don't think anybody – he's not a secret anymore. You can forget about that. He's got a good quarterback throwing him the ball. Antonio Brown is an elite wide receiver. Yeah, for the last 10, 11 games, only Josh Gordon was better. Yeah. All right, well, when NFL Fantasy Live returns, our experts dishing out that all-important and highly coveted draft day advice you need to dominate your league this season. Back right after this.
It is time to dominate your draft presented by DirecTV. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. And we are going to give you expert tips. That's the idea here. You have your draft coming up. How can you dominate, win, hoist the trophy, the belt, whatever it is you use a watch maybe to signify <laughs> your uh, dominance? Akbar, get us started. What is important for people to know going into draft season? Well, first off, there's a big question mark around Josh Gordon. So I would tell everyone, hold on your draft, push it back. This is a wide receiver that is worth holding your draft for. And then Cam Newton, there's a question with his ankle. But for me, Josh Gordon, is he, he's that big one. He's a game changer if his – if his suspension is reduced or eliminated, that could make everything change. Manziel becomes draftable. Ben Tate, his his stock goes up. Everything is is in play here, so he's worth waiting until uh, Roger Goodell comes down with his. That's, that's his what makes news. it interesting, though. That's what that's the thing. You got to decide right now right. if you're going to take Josh Gordon, yes or no. The, but if you have the ability no, to hold it back, hold it back. So when do you want to do it? Thursday morning, prior to that Seahawks it? game. Right after Josh Gordon. You want a half you hour wanna... before Seahawks Packers on Thursday? <laughs> that's not first one. He wants to set his, his lineup on Monday. All right, Fabs. What do uh, so draft late? Make sure uh, the Thursday afternoon. That's when you want yeah, your yeah. fantasy draft. Yep. How about it, Fabs? What do you got? You have to minimize risk. And okay. last year we saw an enormous number of busts in fantasy football. Trent Richardson, C.J. Spiller, Ray Rice, Doug Martin, Arian. F- I mean, listen, I could go for a long time. Reggie Wayne, if you consider busts and injuries to be the same kind of thing. So minimize your risk. And I'm going to say this a lot in the preseason. Wait on a quarterback and help minimize your risk. If you draft Trent Richardson, it shouldn't be unless he's your RB4 or maybe a high RB3. C.J. Spiller, don't draft him as an RB2. Draft him as an RB3. And you can do that if you wait on a quarterback. Rob Gronkowski, don't draft him in one of the first three rounds. If he's there in the fifth round, okay, then take a chance on him because at that point I think you're minimizing your risk. Cam Newton, same kind of thing. But you should be waiting on quarterbacks. If you wait on quarterbacks, Everything else opens up for you, and you can minimize that risk at running back, wide receiver, and tight end. This is something and I new see for Babs. This is something new for Babs. This weight on your quarterback. This is a new position. It happens <laughs> to be a very good strategy. Well, that's why you're the Hall of Famer, Fabs. How about it, uh, Rank? What do you got for the people? Well, it's like when you're when you're rebounding. You play the man, not the ball. And sometimes in your fantasy drafts, you really want to go out and play your opponents because I know my man Money here yeah. is going to be drafting Drew Brees in the second round. Maybe so the first. Maybe the first <laughs> round. So if you want Drew Brees, you're going to have to go out and pick him before Matt's pick comes back and conversely you know Mike doesn't draft a quarterback so if he's sitting behind you and you want it you can you can wait on a quarterback you're like well I would like to take Peyton Manning right here but I know I know Mike's not taking him but Akbar's the wild card you never know what Akbar's (laughs) thinking never know wild card yeah certainly the wild card's what always burns you too you're looking at the draft list for all the other teams and you say okay no these people everybody's got a quarterback I'm fine and the next thing you know the guy takes the second quarterback yeah that's the worst and it just blows you out of the water we call that the Akbar all right here we go this is the do that. My uh, my tip would be almost the anti-Michael Fabiano position to drafting. Follow me here, guys. Uh, if you have a top five pick, clearly you're taking one of those big five running backs. That I get. But look at the point production between running back number six through running back 15. That's about two and a half to three points a week. Don't reach. Do not freak out when you pick at the back end for a low-grade, high-risk running back. Do you ever handcuff wide receivers? No. Do you handcuff quarterbacks? No. You handcuff running backs because it's a high-injury position. It can be a committee position. If you're drafting late, 
I want Jimmy Graham first, I want Calvin Johnson second, and I want Drew Brees third, and then I'll worry about Mark Ingram or Toby Gerhardt Listen, to be my you running back. Go into That's a what with I Mark want to do. Ingram and Toby Gerhardt is your number yeah. two. And Jimmy and Graham one is my tight back. end, and Calvin Enjoy, Johnson is my, my wide receiver. Oh, this is there's going to be so many guys, Terrence West, Devonta right. Freeman. These guys are going to be your starting running backs in championship games, so I'm cool Zach with Zach Stacy, I'm, a- I'm saying don't draft your running backs too high. You don't need to reach four guys. You just said it. Minimize your but risk. You, but, but there's not the quality, though. you got to remember That's what that. I'm saying. There's, the, there's, a, there's a big jump down, or excuse me, a drop-off with the quality from the running backs towards the end of it. So that's why I like the idea to get my running backs early. And you also, because you, well, you want to secure over that. There with him. You, 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 you want to secure him. that. You also can't guarantee yourself if someone's emerging off the waiver wire running back that you're going to get him. Because that's if you're in a league where people are paying attention, what's, Zach Stacy's going to be gone. Sure. What's the goal at the end of every single week of fantasy? Win football? the championship. Win. To score more points win. than the opponent. If, if now win. all of a sudden you don't have elite running backs. Now you don't have elite wide receivers because you're taking you second tier. And you just keep getting you dinged right championship. down. I want to see you start Mark Ingram every week. Good luck <laughs> with that, my friend. When NFL Fantasy Live that. returns week two of the preseason <laughs> kicks off later this week, we're taking a look at the schedule and what you need to be looking for as you prepare to draft your team.
with the new guys. I, I expect all of them to step up, and that's the expectation I think we all have, and I think that they have for for themselves. What's all this attention with Johnny Manziel in your division? <laughs> you know what? That's uh, you know it is what it is. When you get a guy that's high profile like that, it's going to be on on them, and and that's fine. We'll just keep sliding right where we are. We've fallen short the last couple of years, and we're trying to vie for the world championship. Anything less is unacceptable. And throws it for the end zone, Antonio Brown, yes! With the new guys, I, I expect all of them to step up, and that's the expectation I think we all have, and I think that they have for, for themselves. What's all this attention with Johnny Manziel in your division?
and throws it for the end zone. Antonio Brown, yes! With the new guys, I, I expect all of them to step up, and that's the expectation I think we all have, and I think that they have for, for themselves. What's all this attention with Johnny Manziel in your division? <laughs> you know what, that's, uh, you know, it is what it is. When you get a guy that's high profile like that, it's going to be on, on them, and, and that's fine. We'll just keep sliding right where we are. We've fallen short in the last couple of years, and we're trying to buy for the world championship. Anything less is unacceptable. I'm just saying, I don't think Big Ben's comfortable with Warren Sapp up in his face. You know, I mean, that's just, that's not a good relationship there. Uh, well, you already heard about Johnny Manziel and those Browns, our man Michael Fabiano making sense in that two a day. It is time now to focus on the Pittsburgh Steelers and whether or not they can return to football Super Bowl form. So how about Big Ben? Is he... Let's say a top 10 fantasy quarterback. You know, he isn't. And the reality is when you think about Big Ben Roethlisberger, you like to associate him with his real playing career and how he's been so clutch. But for Big Ben Roethlisberger, the identity for the Steelers, they've been a running team. They've been a a defensive team over the years. And it doesn't give him the opportunity to be that top 10 quarterback. So he's not a top 10. He's a guy that I have ranked 15. But he is a premier and a premium uh, backup quarterback in fantasy football. Yeah, you hope that relationship with Todd Haley is continuing to grow, and maybe if the Steelers' defense is not as good as we expect it to be, the Steelers could get involved in some shootouts. That would benefit Ben Roethlisberger's fantasy production. You know, 12th is not 18th either. I mean, he's (laughs) just – if you're in a 12-team league, he should be a QB1. And here are his targets this season. You see Antonio Brown there. What a monster season last year, 1,508. And uh, you have Lance Moore come up from the Saints. Darius Hayward Bay from the Colts didn't work out with Andrew Luck. But, uh, Rank, I know you want to focus on that third name down that list, huh? Marcus Wheaton. Marcus Wheaton. We talked about it at the top of the show. He has a lot of speed, and it brings an extra dimension to that offense. Something the Steelers, you, you think of the receivers of the past, you don't really think of this big speed burners. But Marcus Wheaton can do a lot of different things. We saw it up against, when they were going up against the Giants. You see this catch right here. That's all, that's all I needed to see right there. Like, all right, Marcus Wheaton, he's going to be able to get some separation. Nice little move right there. Nice. Hauls it in. And they also ran a running play for him, too. So you look at what Todd Haley, again, what he's going to want to do with him. And you see the play right here. They ran this play for him. They're going to have a lot of uh, different packages yeah. for him. So I like him. He's is, is a number two receiver. He's got Antonio Brown across from him, too which also takes a lot of attention. I like to say he's getting comfortable. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, right. second year, you know, rookie wide receivers, Fab says it all the time, very hard to get production out of rookies. But second year, you see guys that are supremely talented, and Marcus Sweden is that. This could be his breakout season. What about uh, Lance Moore, Akbar? You know, for Lance Moore, he is a guy that's going to be probably more or less a guy that you stash or maybe in deeper leagues that you can go out there and find Lance Moore. But he hasn't really been all that impressive. Going, coming into his ninth season, he had a couple of years, a couple of years ago where he had 1,000 yards. I think back in 2008, he had about 900 or something yards, but when you look at him, he was in a, in a big, high-powered offense with Drew Brees, still wasn't able to be that guy. I think that, you know, he's a guy that you just kind of look to in, in the later rounds. He's well, a complimentary. Yes. Guys. You said uh, the Steelers and one of your reasons for not viewing Big Ben as a top-ten quarterback. Running team, play defense. Yes. So what about this running team? What about Le'Veon Bell? Well, Le'Veon Bell, to me, is going to be a guy that's really going to stand out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. His running style, it, it says that. I think Todd Haley's going to utilize him a whole bunch, and you can see that he's running with, I mean, he's got the fast leg, he's got that big-back mentality, but he also can get out there in the open and do some things. So with, with Le'Veon Bell, he's a guy that I'm looking to get at the bottom of the first or the yeah. second. If he's sitting around the second, he's the first guy I'm dialing up. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell's going to get a lot of carries. Yeah, I have my number six running back in our rankings. And so first rounder? First rounder, absolutely. At the end of the first round, you'll get, you go through the first five 
And then you're going to go Calvin Johnson, maybe right. Jimmy Graham, somebody like that. And then Le'Veon Bell, 9-10. A lot of wear uh, for Le'Veon Bell in Michigan State under Mark D'Antonio. So concerns about injury. If you had to handcuff him, who are you handcuffing him with? Dree Archer or LeGarrette Blunt? Well, you know, when we were talking about this on Friday, it was LeGarrette Blunt, but Dree Archer obviously had a good game. But LeGarrette Blunt has a pedigree in this league, and he's shown that when he's given the opportunity to run the ball, he can make some things happen. So I don't know if he's going to come out and be the third down back because Todd Haley has come out and said that Le'Veon Bell is going to be the forgive the expression, bell cow of that yeah. running attack, but LeGarrette Blunt, you don't want for that. Yeah. But LeGarrette Blunt, yeah, right now, in week two of the preseason, I'm going to go LeGarrette Blunt, but as we see the preseason unfold, I could, I, I, I reserve the right to you know, take the LeGarrette Blunt also a lot like Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they're both hammers, yeah. you know, whereas they're, Dree they're Archer. Big, yeah, they're big body guys. You're going to see him a lot near the goal line area. Dree Archer is going to be a guy that they're going to utilize in multiple, uh, you know, areas, but it's LeGarrette Blunt. What about the uh, Steelers' defense? I know we, we love to talk defense here on NFL Fantasy Live. Is, yeah. is this one of the – let's say if you're in a 12-team league, is this one of the top 12 defenses? It's a premium name, but don't draft them. There's, others, there's other options well out said, there. Well yes. said. Well said. And they haven't played like the steel curtains that we, we know for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm staying away from that. They're not draftable. Now, I will say I did like the fact that Jarvis Jones was able to get a sack in this game because he had a horrible first year. Everybody was calling him a bust. And then, you know, they drafted some other guys to bring some youth to this defense. But this defense, they have to prove it to me. Let's, get to, um, let's get to the uh, fantasy value. Your uh, rankings by round. And this is according to both you, Adam Rank and Akbar. Baja B. Amila. Uh, here we go. So this is kind of your uh, your average. Our average. Le'Veon Bell's a first-rounder. Come on, Akbar. Yeah, Come I, on. I, you know, he's going to be at the top. He's a bottom, depending if you're in a 12-team league or, right. you know, he's going to be that guy. He's right there. First, bottom of the first, early second. And Antonio Brown is the name that jumps out at me. People don't equate Antonio Brown with right. A.J. Green, Demarius Thomas, Brandon Marshall, but 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, right. that is elite wide receiver number. Absolutely, and he should be there. I mean, he's going to be a big-time guy. I don't think anybody – he's not a secret anymore. You can forget about that. He's got a good quarterback throwing him the ball. Antonio Brown is an elite wide receiver. Yeah, over the last 10, 11 games, only Josh Gordon was better. Yeah. All right. Well, when NFL Fantasy Live returns, our experts dishing out that all-important and highly coveted draft day advice you need to dominate your league this season. Back right after this. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Be sure to sign up today for NFL Now. It's a unique and totally customizable video experience. It includes hundreds of new videos daily, exclusive in-game highlights, NFL films, NFL Network archives, all personalized for you by you. So, plus, we're going to be there. As a matter of fact, this show will be on NFL Now. Head on over to NFL.com slash now to sign up today. Rank Fabs, Akbar, here we go. Preseason, week two schedule. Games are being played. Excited to see them. All weekend long, Blake Bortles seeing if he can build on what was an impressive week one. The Bears in that offense. Heck, Jimmy Clausen can operate <laughs> the Bears' offense. What does that say? Hey, check it out, Fabs. My man Mark Ingram taking on the Titans Ooh. right there. Three down. Huh? Watch I that see, one. I want to see if you're actually going to do that. Toby Gerhardt we'll and see. Mark Ingram will carry me to a title. Yeah, uh, the 49ers. Keep dreaming. Speaking Keep of running backs, anxious to see Carlos Hyde and uh, the 49ers. Certainly looks like look the really RB2 in that offense. But uh, let's just, uh, I guess, uh, expand this conversation. What are we most looking forward to? in week two of the preseason. Rank, you're all the way over there. Why don't you get us started? Well, there are a number of rookies who really stepped up this last week. Guys like Brandon Cooks, Devonta Freeman, 
looked really good. I want to see if they can keep the momentum going. And, of course, my guy Terrence West looks like he's going to win that job in Cleveland. I want to see him continue to build on that. And I'm going to draft him in the fifth round. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, are. Because we're crazy. How about it, fast? <laughs> Johnny Football. That's what I want to see. He is projected to start this week against the Washington Redskins. Now, I want to see how he performs because I'll tell you something right now. If he wins this job and is the week one starter for the Cleveland Browns, he's going to make an impact in fantasy football. Mark my words. Third round, you'll draft him, right? (laughs) Old heads in new zip codes. I'm looking for Chris Johnson, seeing what he's going to be able to do with Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan really knows how to motivate players. Look, he's got D. Miller playing a little better in the preseason. So I want to see what he's going to do. Didn't look too good in his first preseason game going up against the Bengals this time. We'll see what C.J. maybe, hopefully, 2K yeah. does this. And year. quickly, I'll Never say uh, tight 2K. ends. You know, it is a uh, dearth of talent at that position. So I'm going to look at Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, those guys. Like and that is uh, going to do it for us here today. NFL Fantasy Live back tomorrow. Our two-a-day tours continue in the AFC North. In-depth look at the Bengals and Ravens. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL.com. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.